for the Uncle Rico Show. It's time for the Uncle Rico Show. So chug a cause, cause here we go. It's time. Well, hello, everybody. It is that time. Sorry, I had to let the fucking cat out and the dog out. No, this is, I mean, my, this house turned into a goddamn fucking pet store. Uh, <laughs> oh, good morning. Bright and early. Patreon. Let's rock and roll. This is a big one. Uh, just to quickly recap, if you hadn't heard, in New York, doing shows in Long Island, ending the tour, I was uh, alerted ahead of time that John was going to be sending a... Uh, sorry, my palm's itchy. <laughs> Like that it. means you're going to uh, be talking about a fool. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sign. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was approached uh, by someone who was sent by Stuttering John. And uh, there you go. There's the shadowy figure. <laughs> and he uh, and he basically told me, you you better stop doing this show or else Huntsville isn't too far away. So you I don't better know. better watch out. You yeah. better not cry. He said. Right. <laughs> That's right. So I don't know if he's threatening me to move to Huntsville or if he's threatening me to come get me in Huntsville, but the guy showed up and, uh, he did just that. He told me to stop. He told me or else, and then walked out on his cane. That's right. <laughs> so today, you know, and then John well, he, put out he this walk, walked out. Yeah, walked he called out. And, oh, and people are thinking that you're lying about this. Cause John actually said that this never happened. Boom. Right. Boom, he said I'm crazy. Boom. He said I'm watching too many mob movies. Uh, he would never send anybody to do anything like that. I don't that. like to lie. <laughs> yeah, I know he doesn't like to lie, but this is classic John where he tries to put the toothpaste back in the tube and it's all out. It happened with Uber, it happened with substitute teaching, all these things that he sat there and denied and, and said were crazy. Later, he admitted. So I gave him a chance. I said, this is your chance. Man up. Be a man for once. Tell the truth. You got upset. You got carried away. Shit happens. I'm not looking to press charges. I'm not looking to get your friend in trouble. But I'm not a fucking liar. I'm not making this shit. He says I'm making it up to stay relevant. Can you believe that a guy like that is telling anyone they're doing something to stay relevant? It's unbelievable. And he sent the guy out. It's like elder abuse. The guy can't even walk. You know, he's fucking got a cane. It's like, yeah. look at him. There Sons he is. Antiquities, the gang he's in. Everybody knows. So, um, and, you know, my issue isn't with his friend. I, I, I'm sorry his friend got caught up in all this shit at mm -hmm. doing this fucking dumb favor for a dumb friend. Mm -hmm. Because I got news for you, Danny boy. He wouldn't do the same for you, buddy. Mm -hmm. That's for fucking sure. He'd leave you. Oh, I can't. I got to uh -uh, go pick up my motorcycle from a guy's house and then yell at him for holding it for me. I think I got Hal Sparks coming on. <laughs> so um, today, today we get the truth. I said today we're going to we're going to have the truth on as a guest. We also have a second guest. No, not lies. This guy, is, uh, <laughs> this guy is is. Patient zero in the stuttering John world, mm -hmm. analysis world. He's the guy who started it all for me. You know him. <laughs> you love him. So just returning from a sold out. Yeah. 100%. He did not have to buy one seat, John. Nice try. <laughs> there was, there was no parking spaces in front of the theater. <laughs> right. Yeah. The one, the only. Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me back, guys. Welcome back. The, the, the John world missed you. 
we know you were busy. You were you were doing the live thing, but man, a lot has happened since you've been gone. Well, that's why I'm here today. I am pretty much along for the ride. I cannot wait to hear these revelations that are going to come out in today's show. This is an important episode of Uncle Rico today. It really yeah. is because, you know, so so many times we sit back and we watch John's lies and it takes time to 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 figure out the truth and to and to debunk his, you know, dumb fucking theories and, and analysis of shit. But as soon as I sent this person the tweet that John sent out, this person said, I'm coming on. I want to come on. I'm Team Shuley. That's bullshit. He's going to call you a fucking liar. And that's what friends do. Yeah. And this guy I've known for over 20 years. I knew him before I started working at the show. And we'll explain how we met because he's a fucking asshole for what he did. But <laughs> I've, for I've forgiven him. And he's been one of my closest and dearest friends from that world for 20 plus years. If you if you know the E Show, if you know Howard TV, you know the man, the one, the the guy that Howard loved hanging out with when he was Howard. The guy that saved guy, your life in the, Long Island. Yes, the guy who saved another cameraman's life in the middle of a seizure during one of our comedy shows. That's how bad this tour was. This guy had a fucking seizure <laughs> oh, and God. almost died. And our hero, this man, saved him. In time to start the second show, by the way. <laughs> there was two shows that night. Please welcome my pal, Bob, Mike. Everybody knows him. Yeah. The one, the only, Mr. Brian Phelan. Phelan! Brian, how are you? We're, we're great, Good buddy. You, buddy. First of all, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. We, we, don't, put, we don't put pressure on anybody to come on here except Carl because we need him. But <laughs> other than that, uh, it's an optional thing. I understand not everybody wants to bust people's balls. They don't want to get involved. But, you know, there comes a time as a man where you got to stand the fuck up, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I hear. I'm a big pussy, but I hear that as a man, you have to stand up sometimes. I see other people doing it. <laughs> so, Brian, uh, real quick, uh, was was one of the first people that I hit it off with from the Stern world. Uh, I, I came in for get john's job competition and i was there for a week and um i was getting ready to leave and go do some uh gigs with levy and the guys over the weekend then fly back home to vegas and as as i go into the green room to grab my luggage it was a friday back when they worked fridays um the week was over i grab i go to grab my luggage and i just happened to open it up to throw something in there and when i open it up they had this glom box at the Stern show where people sent in shit and it just piled up and nobody took it in my suitcase. Thanks to one Brian Phelan <laughs> was a collection of vibrators and dildos from the glom box that he strategically packed in my suitcase in the hopes of me having to fly out that day, yeah. having to explain <laughs> why there's a 14 inch double sided dildo in my suitcase. <laughs> It's going to be a long flight. I needed this. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe you've heard yeah. me. Yucko the Clown. This is part of my act. That's exactly it. it. And yes. Listen, if you wanted a dildo on the flight, you would have gotten a ticket for John. That is true. Oh, yeah. That is true. So that's how that's how we met. And we've been friends ever since. And, and Brian's just a, a stand-up dude. Yeah. And like I said, everybody loves hanging with Brian. I had the best 30 hours of my life in Amsterdam. That's true, too. Absolutely. Uh, that was a great time. And so Brian is the guy who reaches out to me and goes, hey, 
you know, well, explain, explain, Brian, to everybody what what you call me, you know, what you said. Okay. When you me. So uh, basically, uh, I go, we have a f- mutual friend and a mutual friend. I have a friend of mine that I go to hang out at his house. And he has a friend who's a mutual friend of John's. So I go there to hang out and I see him and he says to me, hey, uh, you know that guy, Chuli? Uh, Chuli? And I go, Chuli. yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Some, I know, I know some people are Mexican, to others I'm a Jew, so <laughs> yeah. it goes back and forth. No, I see, yeah. yeah, I've known him for years. He's a great guy. So he goes, yeah, he's going to do this comedy show, and uh, I'm going to go there to, to see him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you like his comedy? He goes, no. He goes, uh, you know, he's talking shit about John and his family and his kids. And I'm like, really? Because I've never heard Shuli ever talk about John or his kids in his act. You know, it's now, that, now that is that is a John move 101, right, Carl, where he's going to exaggerate and bullshit his side of things to get people on board and, and condone what he's about to say or do next. Right. We've right. talked about this with uh, with Anthony Kuma. He uses his kids as a shield, but he's actually using his shield as a weapon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I know from somebody, you know, I don't want to say this person's name because I don't know if they want their name out there, but I can tell you for a fact that this person got contacted after John did an appearance on their show and John almost cried begging for them to delete the episode because John was making jokes about his kid throughout the entire yeah. episode. Yeah. So, by, by the way, John's admitted he did that with Artie Lang. I don't know if that's who you're talking about. But he yeah, had come but out and on the Artie Lang show. He asked Artie to edit it out and was Artie going to do? He's going to go through the tape. Yeah, John, let me get right on that. Let me just work on editing my, my own show. Yeah, let me put down the heroin and broken glass. And fucking fix Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you know? this, is, this is a lost episode, what he's talking about. It never heard. Got fucking just thrown out because of him, because of what he's saying. Wow. So like a Jerry ahead, Lewis bro. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Well, that's, that's that's when John entered stand-up comedy. Uh, that is true. <laughs> so, uh, so I said to him, exactly. What do you what do you plan to do? What's your what's your move? And he goes, Ah, oh, I'm not gonna beat him up or anything, but I'm gonna just let him know not to talk about him anymore and his family. So I'm like, All right, whatever, you know. And I left it at that. So I'm driving home and I'm like, you know what, man, I'm, you know, truly invited me to the show. I'm like, let me give him a heads up, you know? So I give him the heads up and he goes, all right. You know, he goes, when are they coming? And I go, I don't, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, I have no idea. So they didn't go Friday and he, and I guess he eventually, he, he showed up Saturday at the show I was at, but I was inside already. So I missed the whole interaction. But yeah. Um, yeah. the funny thing is, this guy doesn't know who your name is. How does right. he appear at a comedy show where you're at, mm-hmm. and and do you know and tell him you know tell him what you know you, what he said to you, if if he doesn't you know if he didn't get it from John, how does he get that? It's a information? great question. Yeah, well, he was sent there by John. Right. Well, and not only that, you know, the guy did a couple laps around me because I'm sure he was trying to figure out like, is this the guy? And mm. and as soon as he walked in, and I said, well walked i use that term loosely but as soon as he came into the show uh into the into the place the, by the way he was dressed and the look on his face i'm like a this guy's not a fan of mine i can figure that out pretty quick just sizing some you know quick terminator scan not a fan and then i go and the way he's dressed i'm like that's a friend of john's because it, it looked like if you if a 60 year old guy wanted to go undercover back to high school like uh you know i got i got Steve Buscemi meme. 
Yeah. <laughs> he, he had this denim jacket with the sleeves cut off, which is has never been a good look. He's and holding onto he a skateboard over his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. He's working for 21, 21 Limp Street. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I, I got to give him credit, though. The guy, you know, there is a thing, Long Island loyalty, you know, and he's loyal to his friends, and he did what he had to do. But the fact that John is now denying it is comical right. because – Mm-hmm. Why would he show up anyway? And like you, you, you saw him, and he and he went there. How you know, like so? Nobody showed why, up. Why, why would he show up? And the only thing on his mind at this show is to tell me you better stop doing that stuttering John show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only interaction we had. Yeah. I have to say that his strategy was not sound either. The idea that he knows where Huntsville is, like, yeah, I have Google Maps as well, buddy. It's not yeah. that impressive. <laughs> I mean, good luck, you know, it's trying to find a Jew in a haystack out here. It ain't going you know, to be easy, pal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. everybody, like, everybody started getting threats on their phone. Like, I can actually call certain people and say, how did I, uh, did you give John my number? And right. someone's going to go, yeah, because it's a different number now, okay? He probably didn't have that number for years. Uh, and uh, he definitely asked somebody for it. And he would be caught in a second. But you know it's him anyway because nobody fucking threatens me except my own family. Hey, Bob, Bob, what's your number? I can't give it to you. (laughs) I think Brian's behind it. Brian sent the guy. Bob's number is old. But, you know, the the reality of it is is that, you know, he will always try and, and outsmart the system or the people and he fails every single time and he trips over his own feet and this is no different and like i said i got no issues with this dude you know he 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 didn't put his hands on me he didn't fucking you know he can't he did what he came to do he came to talk to me he talked to me sure can i just point out though john fights dirty because he wants to do it both ways so he's trying to do these dmca strikes to get your channel taken down Mm -hmm. through the legal system Right. Copyright law. And at the same time, hire some goons to rough you up. It's like, John, what do you want to do here? Do you want to deal with like legalities or do you want to like have this out on the street? And it's so, yeah. And it's so funny that Mr. Woke, Mr. Liberal, Mr. Mm -hmm. We are all one. I stand with Ukraine. I stand with everybody uh, has no problem resorting to censorship with threats of violence i and find that in a guy that stands with a cane yeah <laughs> and elder abuse all rolled yeah. into one dude he's not the only guy dumb enough to do it i'm sure well, he would have <laughs> anyone else go if he could have he originally brian said there's going to be a couple guys and yeah. it ended up being just, just one, one guy, guy because because you know the other guy's like fuck uh you know i i, I think better of the but you're right carl he fights dirty uh, he eats dirty, he sleeps dirty, he drinks <laughs> dirty. Yeah. That's so, just the kind of guy John is. So I saw that picture on Twitter of John in the backyard with his crew. Yeah. Mm. And he's in that picture. Yeah, no, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah look, yeah. They, they look like the, the Black Widows from the, uh, Any Which Way You Can. We are bad <laughs> mothers. <laughs> What's up, everybody? want to talk to you guys for a couple minutes about a very proud sponsor of The Shuli Show. I'm happy to be working with these guys, and I'm thrilled that they're working with us. I'm talking about rustic cuts. Now, look, let's not kid ourselves. doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, who you voted for. The price of meat's going sky high. And it ain't coming back anytime soon. And to be honest with you, buying that stuff at the grocery store, it's all crap. How about some pure, corn-fed, Midwest, grade-A beef, baby? Well, welcome to Rustic Cuts. 
These guys are in the Midwest, locally raised natural beef. Seven million acres. The meat is aged 21 days before going straight to your table. Now, I've had other meat companies, delivery services. They claim this, they claim that. You get these small portions, and, and it's not all that. You sit there, you all look at each other and lie to yourself, go, this is great, this is great. You better for what you paid for it. These guys legit have the best meat I've ever had in my mouth, college excluded. How about a 12-ounce New York steak? No, not your thing? How about a 14-ounce ribeye? That'll knock you on your ass. How about eight ounce fillets? How about their hamburger patties? Bratwurst. They got bratwurst. They got jalapeno cheddar patties. They got ground beef you can make your own. It's some of the best meat you'll have right now. This is a family operated business. The family are just great people. I've spent time with them. And here's the kicker. They are 100% fans. They support everything we do here. And we need to support them back right now. And you will benefit from this. Trust me. There hasn't been a single person who hasn't tried Rustic Cuts that hasn't emailed me and told me, game changer. All you got to do is go to rusticcutscb.com. Rustic Cuts CB, like CBRadio.com. You put in promo code Julie, S-H-U-L-I, you get 10% off, you get free shipping. They got packages, you can buy individual stuff, you don't have to go with the packages, that's, the other places don't give you that offer, they got great prices, and even better quality. So what do you got to lose? Give them a try. RusticCutsCB.com, promo code Julie. I love these guys. You'll love them too. Give them a try. And we thank Rustic Cuts for supporting us. And, yeah, it's and the guy on the I right. Look, yeah, with the guy in the tank top. When I look at this picture, and by the way, put that picture back up. How wasted he, is John? I was just going to say that. He's shit-faced. He looks if like he, his grandmother. Yeah, if this guy looked like this when he came into the bar, I would have said, the podcast is over, sir. You have never, nothing to worry about. And the funny thing is how much he doesn't fit in anywhere. He looks Photoshopped in that. Yeah. Not yes. only not only does he look Photoshop, but look at look at this crew behind him. Look at his yeah. pals and think to yourself. Do you think anybody there agrees with John's political views? <laughs> <laughs> Any of his friends are huge yeah. Biden supporters. Right, right. Which again, again, all it does is highlight what a fucking phony John is. Is he's like he's gonna go on his show every day and rail about Trumpers and rail about fucking Republicans. And meanwhile, the people he calls to do a favor for him. They're huge right. Trump supporters. Right. Yeah, so, I have a feeling the Green New Deal doesn't come up a lot when they're hanging out. At no, the <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. So, you know, I find it hilarious that that it's like it's OK to be a Trumper when I need you to do something for me or when we can hang out and drink beers. But when it's on my show, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to see anybody writing anything about Trump blocks. Get them out, get rid of it. And they so, all got those shirts on those uh, motorcycle things. They're like uh, the. <laughs> Hell's uh, angels True. that take care of uh, the old people. Visiting angels. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> visiting. <laughs> I got there. I was worried. COVID stricken yeah. and early in the morning, yeah. but the guy's a yeah. pro. He's, no, he's I got best, yeah. And he still fucking got there. Got visiting <laughs> Hell's angel, the people that kill Julie. All right, let's let it go. It was good. Uh, <laughs> I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down. I got to double down. What we need is a news person. We got somebody to do this weather. We got a whole show. We're going to do it, right? 
<laughs> so so yeah so when when i was over it when it was done but when he put out the tweet going this idiot thinks i would stoop so low to send somebody down and th- th- this is beneath me i don't punch down you you have too many uh uh you watch too many mob movies all this shit and i'm just like dude what the fuck i reached out to brian and I'm like, look, I'm never going to put you in a position you don't want to be in. You know, if you're cool with this, we'd love to have you on. If not, I understand. It's not like everybody believes him anyways. But I would I would love the opportunity to be like, mm-hmm. okay, now tweet something. After this person came up and confirmed everything that I said was true and knew ahead of time and was an actual friend and reached out to me and told me about it, now what are you going to say? Yes, Carl. What do you want to say? So- I, I might have talked about this on your show before, but there was this time that John was threatening me, and yeah. he made some comment like, oh, I've been hanging out with John Gotti Jr. too much lately. You yes. Know, because it's always projection, like, oh, you're the one watching mob movies, right? Yeah. But the best part is is that the guy that he was talking about, that guy's nephew reached out to me and said, my uncle wants nothing to do with stuttering John Melendez. He hates <laughs> that he's even talking about him. They are not friends. They do not hang out. Yeah. I can't <laughs> tell you, Carl, how many episodes when we get done – whether it's a day later, hours later, two days later, somebody will reach out that has a story of working with John yep. that that just ends like a plane crash in the side of a Dude, mountain. Dude, we got to get Stephanie Miller on our shows. Oh, that would be a get. That would be a made to hear that side of things. I'll vote Democrat for the next 16 years if I get <laughs> Stephanie Miller on my show. Please. Uh, please. The door is wide open, Stephanie. Anytime, <laughs> anywhere. Uh, but you know what well, John's going to do? He's going to go. He's going to make a post. Uh, yeah, I heard Julie paid Brian to come on and say that. You know? <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds, he it, it literally does. did the same thing with Carl. They just did a live show in Detroit, mm-hmm. sold it completely the fuck out. And um, and then John goes on. And what did he say that you did? So one of his sock accounts said yeah. that I had to buy tickets in order to sell out the venue. And then John agreed with his sock account and said, isn't that pathetic that <laughs> I'm buying tickets? And Shuli and I were talking about this yesterday. There's no venue in the world that wants to pretend they're sold out. The, the sold out sign was on the marquee. Yeah, They yeah. wouldn't put that up there just to feed my ego. They want to sell more tickets. And nobody, yeah, nobody's uh, excited to go up on stage to a sold out show with four people in the audience. <laughs> right. It doesn't make for a good show. And honestly, the only reason why we sold out and we had over 300 people in Detroit, it was amazing, but it's because the Drew and Mike show are legendary and they came on our show with us. They were a morning show for decades. So if John wanted to goof on me, he could have said, yeah, they're all Drew and Mike fans. He would have been pretty much right. Yeah. yeah but meanwhile, he does like everything, including a show, zero research, of zero course. effort, yeah. you know, everything's cruise control with his feet up. And then that's, the I end. can just outsmart him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll just set the record straight. Sure. He didn't pay me. Yeah, right. Thank you. Everybody. Brian's Brian's right no, hand's on a Bible. You can't yeah, see it. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, Shuey did not pay me a dime. Well, if I mean, Shuey was paying guests, that would be the revelation of all revelations. <laughs> That'd be shocking. That'd be bigger than a than a guy threatening me. That's you know, right. what's funny was uh so Scott the engineer was in uh uh he's in Florida now. So right. Stutter John was there a couple months ago and they did a pod another guy's podcast. Yeah, and within like boy, I don't boy know. Tommy, shout out to Tommy. Tommy. Uh, you know, hit us up, dog, when you're ready. Come on. So, over. so he he did this podcast, and I'm watching it. You know, and I like I love Scott the engineer. It's a great guy. And within like a half an hour, there must be 20 empty beer bottles on the table. You know, and Scott's not drinking one. It's just John. So Scott goes and uh, John tells the story. Hey man, you know you got to tell the story about how 
Remember when we went to the DJ? You went to DJ and I was there, and you left the money on top of the on top of the car, and the money flew away. And Scott goes, "Yeah, but that wasn't you. That was Matt Sega, the the DJ." He's no, I was there. That was me. So he's like so delusional that he thinks he's in stories that happen to other people. Like, and Scott's like, "No, dude, that, that was not you. That was somebody." Wow. I, I got to tell you that that's a great thing to point out because. John sometimes isn't lying. He just forgets. He really is that stupid. He's rewritten history in his own head. Yes, he thinks he thinks he was the first person there, and he's like, "No, dude, you weren't there." The guy just said you weren't there, and and he's fighting with him about it. And I'm like, I would think Scott would know who was there when it happened. The way he describes his time in the Howard Stern show, you would think he was in Robin's chair. You would think that he was on air for every second. You go back and you watch these old episodes. John wasn't around for weeks at a time. He had nothing going on. He was answering phones. He only came out when they said, where's that idiot, Howard (laughs) Right. What did he do now? (laughs) It's literally every appearance in the studio is Howard telling him he stinks. He's not funny. He's a moron. He's a loser. We just had uh, Mike Morris came on our bonus show. We've been doing Easy for You to Say, his uh, audio autobiography. Beautiful. And he tells the story of Suttering John and Friends and how he got this comedy troupe together to tour the country. And he brings up the Melrose Larry Green. He's like, yeah, and he was on the tour too. But it doesn't say anything else about it. So I found the video of Howard Stern dressing him down for charging this guy 500 bucks a night to do five minutes on, on his show. Wow. Yeah. Like, like this is, this is, you know, when we had the Killers of Comedy tour, we had a lot of bells and whistles on that fucking tour, other than comics. We had Beetlejuice, we had the Iron Sheik, we had whatever the hottest whack packer flavor of the month was, we had them on the show. Mm-hmm. That being said, you know, we still, as crazy and chaotic as that tour was, we still really wanted to put on a show. Like, yeah. we wanted people to feel like they got their, their money's worth. And yeah. A lot of people were there just to see fucking Beetlejuice or just to see the Sheik or whatever. They could give a fuck about us. That's fine. But it was important for us to put on a decent show. This guy across the board could give a fuck about what kind of product he puts out for anything, whether he charges you, whether it's free. And then he sits there and he puts his feet up and he critiques what you fucking do, you know? And he's sitting there going, this guy was only on the show because he was a caller. What, what does that even mean, John? What does that mean that I was on there? So people who call into radio shows eventually get hired? That's a that's a known thing? And this and, is coming from a guy that would answer your call. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, his job was putting me on hold. And, and when I called in to goof on him one day on the show, I K-Rock, he picks up on me in the commercial break and goes, really, Shuli? This is how you're going to treat after everything I've done for you? And I'm like, you do well, nothing for me. Brian's going to get messages i oh. thought we were friends like i did yeah. i got i thought we were friends i uh, you know i after everything after everything like after every like you and know he tried I mean? to he, fuck he your was, wife you mean well yeah, yeah. Did you hear this one he, he fucking went after uh levy's wife when they were boyfriend and girlfriend and broke up like a day after they broke up i did hear that That's, yeah. yeah john's asking him to send body shot pictures <laughs> of his girl now that they're broken up <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, um, it's weird. It, it's but he's going to, you know, he would say, Oh, you stole Artie from me. And I go, I didn't steal Artie from I Well, said, because now he has to do the show himself. Now he has to actually write material. He can't sit there and, and use that fifteen minute tape as fifteen minutes of his material that he used to play before his set. Like, that's why he was pissed Artie was gone. Nobody's going to book him as himself. Nobody's going to – no theaters are going to book that show with Stuttering John and no friends. And you know why he was mad? I'll tell you why he was mad. 
He was paying. Okay, Artie goes, "Oh, you going to fly?" I go, "Yeah, you want to come with me one time? I get you there." And I go, "He goes, how much?" I go, "We well, started off at like fifteen grand." And he goes, fifteen grand? I'm getting twenty five hundred with John for the weekend." And I'm like, "You really don't know, understand how much you're worth." And then we got it up, and I didn't steal. I'm, I'm helping out a friend. I'm thinking, you know what I mean? He deserves what he should be making, not being fucking John making ten thousand or fifteen, and Artie making two. It doesn't work that way. Right. And that and that's the thing. Like we had all these weirdos on the show. We never we never once said, Hey, you wanna come on this tour? All it's gonna cost you is five hundred bucks <laughs> to come on it. Like I can't imagine and Melrose, I've known Melrose for years. Uh is he a great stand up comic? No. But is it something that you can put in front of a stern audience for five minutes yeah. and let them have their fun and <clears throat> without charging the fucking guy? I've never charged a comic on my show ever. It is one of the most low-class fucking things I've ever heard of. I used to make out checks to Gary the Retard and Beatles. No, but actually, yeah. they got paid. Bobby. Oh, that's only because you know they'd eat them. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, they would get, like, Beetlejuice would get a check, and, like, he would not get it that night. He goes, how come I don't get it? And I'm like, you know, we're going to, okay, we're going to make uh, headshots, and you can sell them after the show. And he would make, like, $700 on the weekend or a thousand dollars and he had and even though he bought batteries with it and a flashlight who cares <laughs> yeah. you know and another phone the, the worst cares? part is julie in his book after he talks about larry green and, and he doesn't actually admit that he charged melrose money to do it he brags about making 15 grand a weekend meanwhile he's got jim norton mitch fatel modi he's got real comedians who you know are, are doing all the work and john's taking mm-hmm. all the money like you said bob he didn't understand that you have to pay the talent like I got a one of his fake accounts goes. Uh, you, uh, he after all he done who you were working firehouses. I was making fifteen hundred to two thousand for one show. But you know what I mean. It was like, yeah. hey, I can go out with them. It's nice, you know. And I remember uh, Jim. I talked to Jim. I go, is this even worth it? And he goes, oh, it'll be fun, you know, whatever. But it's like that's what you did. It wasn't like he. He looks at he just, everything. He just took advantage of it. He took advantage of comics looking to work, looking to get in front of people, looking to promote themselves. And he took fucking advantage of it because that's who he is at the end of the day. Uh, mm-hmm. He sees an opportunity and he fucking strikes, especially if it can benefit himself, mm-hmm. you know. And and you walk around with that attitude in life and that's how you end up in an apartment by yourself surrounded by fucking roaches and cats. Well, that's there the thing. Go. When he says... Uh, uh, you know, is that what a friend does? Is that what a friend? He's not. He's calling me not a friend, not a friend. Okay, is a what a friend doesn't do is when somebody's going through a bad time on you know ready to go to rehab and have a breakup because the wife had to bring the kid home because the ex husband was getting caught things because she was underage. She couldn't. There, there was a very public thing happening with you yeah. where things were not going well, and and your pal John jumps right in and starts DMing your ex and asking her to come stay with him for three days. I have an idea, Sheila. Here's a fun thing. Since, you know, we have a platform now, and there's a lot of people watching who actually know John in real life. Can someone tell us a story about a time when John helped them out in their time of need without being asked, just decided to be a good buddy and swoop in and help? I'd love to hear one tale of this. I bet it's never happened. you're (laughs) (laughs) You're literally saying... Uh, find me a golden Wonka ticket in the world. <laughs> That's what you're asking for yes. right now. You think it's so easy. Fine. That's me laughing. <laughs> yeah, I know that's you laughing, John. But the challenge is out there. Send, send us send us your story. Yeah. I, I would say stories, but I think there's just one out there. <laughs> I'd be shocked. Uh, 
So another thing I wanted to give John a heads up on is, look, if you're going to do this again in the future, if you're going to send somebody to to scare someone that you don't agree with, can I make a small recommendation? Can you pick someone that hasn't been a guest on your show? Um, Because within three hours of me sharing this information, Dabblers Anonymous, I mean, if you know if the police department were smart they would hire these fucking people to help them solve murders because within two hours they had the guy's name they had pictures and they had video clips they were sending me and they're like dude the guy he sent is this the guy and i'm like yeah and they go he had him on as a guest on his show are you familiar with the episode he he had him on with carl Oh, not only am I familiar, but I know why he had him on his show. It was a reaction to something that we did. So we're doing his autobiography. He has this whole chapter about growing up, like shit he did when he was six and seven years old. Who cares? And it was all around this guy, Danny. And so I was calling every story bullshit. I'm like, that's a lie. He didn't do that. I doubt he did this. So then he, he gets Danny on his show the next week to recount all of these stories to prove that he wasn't lying in his book. Meanwhile, he's incriminating himself on all of these things that make him a bad person. I'm like, John, you idiot. Well, you fall into that trap, you boob. It's so funny. One of the f- first clips somebody sent me was uh, like what you're talking about. Them, them kind of admitting to a crime. Uh, yeah. it's, pretty, it's pretty fucking strange. Here, check it out. So then Danny, Pat, and I had to be. So we come up with this idea. I'll tap this, like the girl on the shoulder. Uh-oh. And I, then, think, I think somebody's being and, served a warrant. I got to close. By it. the way, that's the body language of every John guest. Is just turn around and walk away during the interview. <laughs> the guy's is he in a shed? He's in yes. a shed. He's in his He's kill room. It looks like an <laughs> attic almost with a door on it. You know, it's that's weird. where he peels off the juice skin off the body. <laughs> relax, relax. It puts the lotion on, or it gets the hose again. <laughs> that might be his. That that might be his cane making shop. <laughs> Cocaine. Uh, Danny, we we're just kidding. Don't yeah. send a guy. Don't send a quadriplegic out to rough me up, please. <laughs> Make a joke, you fucking limping fuck. (laughs) By the way, guys, if you're looking to book us, second and third floor showrooms only. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, Iso, Michael Myers is pretty scary, but the last thing you need is to be hairy this Halloween. Luckily, our friends at Manscaped launched their fourth generation performance package to make sure your pumpkins get the ultimate carving experience this spooky day. Turn your bite-sized treat into a king-sized candy bar and join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SHULISHOW. This season is trick or trim, my friend. Listen, we've all been there. We've tried other products, and next thing you know, you turn your balls into Freddy Krueger. Well, have no fear, ladies and gentlemen. Manscaped is here to save the day and to make sure that you're feeling your best in your OG costume. Unlock your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. Here's what you're gonna find inside. It's the holy grail of men's grooming items. They made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. It's a full moon out and the werewolf in your pants is howling. It's time to tackle that problem with the Lawnmower 4.0. 
Their finely tuned pew products feature a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer on the planet. Oh, did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? This trimmer is a shower essential. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's a total game changer to the hygiene arsenal. The Weed Whacker is a nose, ear, and hair trimmer. And it provides proprietary skin-safe technology that helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs. That's a good name for a cop show. Seal the deal with Manscaped Liquid Formulations. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will make sure that your pumpkins stay fresh. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped does not take any responsibility for actual talking balls. Manscaped also just launched their new body buffer. This 100% antibacterial body scrubber is just what you need to keep fresh and clean this Halloween. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts with their Performance Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers, which you've heard me say time and time again, they're my favorite, and the Shed Travel Bag. I use it. I love it. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Also, if you're looking like Wolverine and haven't cut your nails recently, guilty, be sure to look into the Shears 2.0 Nail Kit so you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SHULISHOW, S-H-U-L-I-S-H-O-W, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SHULISHOW at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped. <laughs> oh, air top. Oh, wait. I guess you missed it. Hold on. Let's, let's bring it back a little bit. This is sexual feel assault, this. isn't it? You, you got to hear minors. On minors, yeah. too. This is great. What? Wait, wait. What? This two man strategy they got. <laughs> Idea. I'll, By the way, sexual assault is not like scuba diving. You don't need the buddy system to do it. <laughs> like fucking uh, mountain climb. Hey, I'm, I'm going to go molest that chick. I need a spotter. <laughs> Back me up. <laughs> How good are you in uh, undoing bras? <laughs> How you feeling today, bud? You ready to do some assaults? Come on. Let's go. Like, I picture the scene in Rocky where him and Apollo are running on the beach together. And instead, it's him and Danny running to chase girls down. On the beach. I seen this pretty girl we're going to make cry for the next 20 years in her fucking room by herself. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'll tap this like the girl on the shoulder, and then and then Pat will untie their top, untie their uh, you know bikini top. <laughs> I don't know if he's laughing or he's just running out of air. Score <laughs> a girl for life. Something went in his blowhole. <laughs> He's so out of shape that Danny getting up got him tired. <laughs> Danny, slow down. I'm winded over here. What's with all this walking? <laughs> and then immediately, you know, you know, you know, the girls would chase us all over the place. You know what I mean? But yeah, John, they're not chasing you because you're the Beatles. They're chasing you because you have their fucking top. <laughs> <laughs> Then the cop got involved, and he started chasing us 
And guess who they caught? Hold on a second. Is this an episode of Benny Hill? I think I've seen this one. <laughs> <laughs> the one that cops started chasing. That was he talking about. I love, I love how John's like, look at this uh, assault rookie I'm working with here. Your first assault, dude? Come on. But he's man. shocked that the cops came after a sexual assault that they <laughs> came now and they were chasing him. Right. Right. I love that. Then the cops show up for like no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Wow. It's hard running in the, in the sand, you know? <laughs> they always catch Danny. So they caught Danny, and then me and Pat had to give ourselves up. And then, uh, you know, I'll never forget. And then the cop calls my house and says to my father, yeah, you know, your son was involved. You know, like they were like, you know, you know, like tapping girls on the shoulder and, you know. And then, and then, uh, that wasn't the part you were, that wasn't the part you were in trouble for. <laughs> no. And what a storyteller this guy is, huh? What a yarn this guy spins. It's like you close your eyes and you're right there at a table full of shit everywhere on it. You have no you idea know. what the fuck's going on. You know, you know, everything's, you know, it's, you know, it's, hey, Danny, here comes the cops. Here comes the cops. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase you know is John's cane, by the way. That, that is what John uses for mobility. You know. All right, let's finish this up. Uh, you know, but my father was like, ah, they're just kids, you know. I mean, <laughs> his father's like, hey, what are you going to do? Kids want to assault women. It's no big deal. They're just, come here, you knucklehead. Let me give you a noogie. Don't do that anymore. All, all eight year olds are rapist. <laughs> Tell you, I mean, I mean, I think we were like 11 years old at that time, you know? They walked us to school. School, everybody. School. School. Drinks like that. I have to tell you, at the live show, every time we showed a video of him tipping one back, the place erupted. It's the funniest thing John's ever done. Yeah. It's it's it, he, he's amazing because he's come up with like catchphrases and and stuff that. Only other people can enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> he will never get to enjoy it in front of a full crowd yelling that with him. Yeah, he's no he's no hamburger Jones, that's for sure. He developed <laughs> his own catchphrase. <laughs> nice pull. Nice pull. Like it, remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what'd your mother say? I don't, I, I don't know. I think she was like, What? What what are you what are you talking about? Probably blew it off. Yeah. Well, good parenting. Yeah, I don't know. In those days, it wasn't such a big thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute. For you, <laughs> sexual assault was always a big thing. It always <laughs> was. <laughs> it wasn't always reported. Uh, you know, there was a time where, you know, people didn't, uh, you know. We're yeah. talking about a guy who's in his mid-50s, and he's talking to a buddy he grew up with and saying, and then what did your mom say when we were 11? <laughs> Who the fuck would remember that or care? What kind of interview is this? Oh, the good old uh, days. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go over here. What's this? Who's this guy? That's the guy who threatened me at the bar. My wife's standing, uh, sitting there watching. She goes, who's that guy? Hey, that's John's muscle, honey. Take a good look. Uh, this clip uh, we have here, this is just, this. Is, look, it's great to have friends on your show. But when you're not a professional broadcaster and your friend's not a professional broadcaster, it, it, it goes a little something like this. So now go into... Go, did you go into the one with uh, changing out IDs? Remember that one? All right, go ahead, day, Danny. Right? No, no, I'll let you tell this one. No, All right, so now we're getting... No, no, no. no. Honestly, honestly, wait, did Honestly, the timeline, right. because one no, night... 
car with the door. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So one night. Yeah, I'll tell this. Oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) The show has reached a new low. Somebody share this fucking information. I'm going nuts over here. <laughs> no, no, you go. No, but then the thing with the car. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you. Yeah. All right, I'll go. No, you go. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's like the fucking world's worst double dutch uh, <laughs> team. Everything. I'm jumping in now. No, ah, get the rope off of me. Uh, uh, all right, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear your version. <laughs> so one night, me and and by the way, people, who you yelling at? <laughs> I don't know. He's so. I mean, he he yells at the wrong times, the wrong places. Uh, hold on. So I now go into. Hold on. Go. Did you go into the one with uh, changing out IDs? Remember that one? All right, yeah, day, Danny. Right? No, no, no. I'll let you tell this one. Don't All right, so now we're Honestly, honestly, <laughs> honestly, the timeline, because. One no, night, oh, the finger. With the car, with the yeah, that's what I'm saying. So one so night, you tell yeah, oh my god, you. you know what this is? This is like when you're feeding two dogs out of one bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was trying to get your ISO on your John finger. We've uh, done so many shows. Mike's starting to get John finger. John finger. <laughs> <laughs> that is not Photoshop, ladies and gentlemen. That was a real figure. Uh, finger's got a goiter. It really does. I've never seen a finger with a boy. Ironically, so does his friend. Uh, as a he does. He's like, I mean, the cane first caught my attention, then the goiter, and I was like, what's going on here? Did he, did he send somebody from the set of Carnival to come and threaten me? I just got here from Chernobyl. <laughs> boy, is my radiation tired. Come here. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear your version. So one night, me and and by the way, people, I get to the story already. It's not. It's done. They ran out of editing. <laughs> Whoever fucking clipped this, they're like, I don't even care about this fucking dumb story anymore. And I don't blame you. I don't either. And then I got one uh, one last clip here. Um, this is you know John finds humor in things that I think it, he only finds humor in things when it's somebody on a lower tier than him, right? Like, like he will goof on things that he would never goof on if, if it was an actual guest, if it was somebody with some status. <clears throat> but when it's your buddy Danny, uh, Danny talking about being abused as a, co- as a child is hilarious to John. Wow. Hilarious. Check this out. This is your pal, Danny. We may be busting your balls, but I'd never fucking do this to you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> John, take it easy. people. So, Danny's father. By the way, he, let's hear how he started this statement again, real quick. <laughs> yeah. This is the yeah. funniest thing, people. <laughs> oh my god! So, Danny's father, you know, would sometimes beat the shit out of you guys. Physical and emotional distress. <laughs> I mean, he used to put you guys in a dungeon, right? <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then your hiney was bleeding. <laughs> right. It's it's like again, he started that sentence with this is the funniest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. Oh man. You know, the old school, you know, uh what do you call it? You know, like discipline, you know, the yeah. shillelagh, the belt. Yeah, the shillelagh. 
So this is the funniest thing that you know you got a problem uh, in your home when props are being brought in to beat your ass. You know what I mean? (laughs) Unless your dad's carrot top, Uh, I don't see how that's a good thing. So so Lely's basically Kane. So maybe that guy, maybe Danny just walks around with that as a, a memento. Of the good mm-hmm. old days. Still Dad. I almost hit a yeah. Jew with this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. I miss yeah. you, Pops. Two months good luck. <laughs> hit a Jew with a shillelagh, you get two months good luck. <laughs> you, get, you go right <laughs> up to heaven. Brian's <laughs> Irish, you know that. That's an old saying. <laughs> and the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> Never dawned on me as a kid, but stuck in my brain to where I said, Holy shit, that's wrong. So Danny's father had the three baby pictures of you, Pat, and your sister Christine. Right. Right? Yeah. All the baby pictures. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? It really. It's like, I mean, if you're going to book a friend on, have a fucking point. Have a reason. Have a, and your grandma. Like... That's like that's like me having failing on and just talking about the the suitcase story for yes. an hour every time. <laughs> and by the way, Brian would would crush as a guest even out of this format. The guy yeah. has done some of the fu- most fun and crazy shit. One of the best guys to hang out with. This guy, he's in a shed. And he, <laughs> he, this guy's in a shed, and and the go to subject here is how his dad beat the shit out of him with shillelaghs. I've never even heard of that. Above them, yeah, shillelagh. Shillelagh. Hey, you know this comedian guy, shillelagh. (laughs) (laughs) He's been talking about John's kids. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The shillelagh's been talking about his family. In which I love that John thinks he matters enough in my life for me to even write material about him to bring to the stage. Like you think I you think I want to sit there and explain to everyone who the fuck you are because nobody knows. So yeah, you're you're safe as far as bits on stage uh, about you. You're good. Yeah, because what are you gonna do? Bring a time machine on stage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. You used to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Look at how hard he's laughing about his friend getting beaten as a child. Right. Unbelievable. Bring it this is one of the things that John does when he's saying something that isn't funny. He laughs so hard to yeah. make you think. Like he, he's not working. He's not gaslighting me. I don't think this is a funny story. Like he learned that from Jackie, but at least when Jackie did it, he did it when other people were laughing. Jackie right. wasn't the only one. <laughs> Jackie is funny, though, man. Jackie is funny. funny. Yeah, he's <laughs> good for a reason. Yeah, that guy is the best. He's he's a, he's one of the best people ever. So yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, I invited him out to Long Island for the shows, but um, apparently not a fan of Jews. Anyways, let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> Can I bring my shillelagh? Oh, you people ruin everything. Oh, I sell my T-shirts at your show. Actually, <laughs> oh, the reason why Jackie couldn't come is because he had a stroke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Mister, that was the other thing. He couldn't wait to reveal Jackie's medical issues on his show. And then he's like, can you believe Jackie's upset with me? Like, he's, he's, he's just wow. out of control. If Jackie wants to talk about his medical issues, let fucking Jackie do it. John was doing it when he was a guest on everyone else's show. He wasn't right. just doing it on his show. Other people's shows going, did you hear about Jackie? He had a seizure? Like, John, he doesn't want that out there. What are you doing? Right. Let's finish this up here. Shillelagh. 
with the shillelagh in which he used to beat the shit out of you. The chip piece of wood off the thing. I guess that's to like, you know, stick it, you know, drill into your head. Ah, and by this thing. So we would be up in your room. This is like if they put podcast equipment in a rehab and they just were like, hey guys, have fun. Go nuts. We'll check out the footage later. This is what it looks like. And uh, I tell you, you and Pat are geniuses. Because we would be up in the room. And- Let me tell you something. With all due respect, if Danny was a genius, he would have told you to go fuck yourself when yeah, you asked him to come down to the club and scare <laughs> yeah. somebody. He goes, John, you're brilliant. <laughs> you're brilliant. <laughs> Maybe my favorite quote of all time. We've been making way too, way too much noise, and your father got pissed. And he came up, and you put the covers. You and Pat knew immediately, so you put the covers over your head. And then he like would like eat, like lightly, you know. He would like he would smack your body. You'd be like, oh, oh, you both like. Oh like, my god! Now he's mocking him for not for crying when he was a kid getting beat. He's like, you were such a pussy when your grown adult was beating you. What a pussy! You can't take a shillelagh to the head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy, with at the first thought of any physical confrontation, calls up uh, the guy who was beaten as a child and goes, can you do me a favor? Right. <laughs> fucking handle your own business, you pussy. What the fuck? Oh, it, was the it, was the, it was the belt. He'd, he'd swing the belt and hit like the, where your feet were on the bed. Yeah. Like never even touched the feet. You were like, oh, ah, ah, I didn't even touch you. Yeah, <laughs> but you wouldn't cry about <laughs> drama. So f- <laughs> funny, isn't it? <laughs> Childhood mental scarring is a oh. killer. <laughs> I can laugh now about it because it's funny. <laughs> when I was three years old, I was fucking crying my head off. But now it's yeah, funny yeah, now. Yeah. Right. I look back on it now and I realize real knee slapper. Real, <laughs> real, real good bit over uh, there. My father was the real comedian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that concludes our Danny clips for, for today. And and again, you know, Danny, I know you were just uh helping out a friend or whatever and doing something that a friend asked you to do. But I got news for you, pal. I know you've been with him a long time. You know, you're a joke to him. Uh, every one of his regular guests is is a joke to him. You look at this Ojeda guy that he has on every episode. Watch John's face anytime Richard Ojeda brings up uh, his RV, that he lives in an RV. And John instantly starts laughing and smiling about it because to him, you are beneath him. You're, you're garbage because you live in an RV. This is how he thinks of people. This is how he thinks of his closest friends. He doesn't care about any of you. Wait so till just, he's on Skid Row. He's going to be making fun of the guy with a smaller tent than his. I mean, really. <laughs> so, what, what kind of box is that made out of? <laughs> yeah, right. That must have been the smallest refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> This loser living in a flat screen TV box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. We watched a video the other day where he was talking about all the uh, roaches that, and he said, uh, "I never had roaches until I had my boxes in Royce's garage, followed by roaches love cardboard." So we yeah. made that logo, and we'll have that as a shirt eventually. Uh, man, this episode's flying. All right, let's get to this video I found. Uh, this one is titled, uh, thank you again to Dabblers, by the way, uh, Dabbling on the 4th of July, which uh, this is, these are great when they tie in a whole story. They cut to other footage. The Dabblers are just geniuses. They're, they're making 
They're making magic over there. So wait a minute, hold on. That shirt behind him is on the wall with a nail and a hanger. <laughs> I don't even think it's got a nail. I just think it's a hanger with the with the jersey on it on the top of the door frame. On top of the oh, door. Oh, okay, right. That's what it is, yes. Right, because you see the door right over yeah, here. The door's open in. Right. So yeah. rather than get it framed or or whatever. The, you know what's this... so funny, Julia? This just reminded me because this is before the green screen. I had AJ Benz on my show, and AJ goes, listen, I don't know anything about Centering John, but I would be willing to bet he lives in a house that has empty rooms in it. And I went, holy shit, yes. <laughs> he lives in a apartment that's less than 1,000 square feet, and there are empty rooms in it. But AJ just was, I can tell what kind of a loser this guy is. That's a great point. <laughs> a great point. It, it it looks like he just moved in for the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Here we go. So anyway, I hope everyone had a great 4th of July. Um, I did. I ended up going on a hike in the afternoon. I can't take this shit. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, my God. Beethoven took a hike, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, he's tough. All yours. Oh, Christ. Uh, by the way, a, a great uh, a friend of yours and mine, Mr. Vinny Paulino, I always talk about his drop the needle on the record, uh, <laughs> yeah. every, which is anywhere you stop a John video, the face is perfect every time. Dude, he looks he looks like a hobbit. He looks like he just found the ring. <laughs> he really does look like, like Bilbo Baggins' yeah. cousin. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like somebody that comes out of the desert, like fucking... Six months later, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, look at that. That's like six months. Yeah. That's not an hour into the trip. And what's great about the dabblers is they take this cut of him going, ah, things are good. I went on a little hike. And then they cut to the real footage, which is him, you know, calling for a chopper to rescue him. Yeah. 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 Hole in, you know? It's like the last 10 minutes of a found found footage horror right. movie. Right. You know, it's like... The dumb witch project. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. July. Um, I did. I ended up going on a hike in the afternoon. I can't take this shit. Look at it. It's like, it's killing me. Holy crap. Sweat my balls off. It was a hundred freaking degrees out here in LA. And then, uh, came home. I dabbled in the computer. I cut some tape. By the way, <laughs> him using the word dabbled is Glorious, yeah. glorious. What do you? It's been it's been a part of him the whole time. He just didn't even know it. Just need that, that, that footage of the hike. It's all flat. It's not like he was hiking up a mountain. I know where he's hiking. It's in L.A. It's a canyon. It's not a bad hike. Yeah. Influencers fucking go up that goddamn trail every day. It's it's so dumb. It's Mulholland or fucking right. uh, yeah, whatever. Up and put it on Twitter. Can somebody show me how to fucking work this stupid fucking app? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought he's been walking through the fucking Sahara Desert for fucking months. <laughs> he's on a hiking trail. This is a main trail for people to walk on. And if you look close, there's a hot dog stand behind him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a skyscraper in the background. <laughs> His hair. <laughs> His hair is great. Then I went to my friend Troy's, who owns a pottery, a warehouse, and uh, at, you know, but he's got a bar in there, 
It was outdoors. <laughs> now I know I visited. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like they're great pals and he missed his company. He heard the guy owns a bar. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm there. See you hey, Yeah. Hey, stock up on <clears throat> cores or I'm not coming to say hello. <laughs> I worked and drank and smoked weed. Oh, but you can make homemade yeah. nigga chases. You just got to pull a... Frank! Remember those days, Johnny boy? Remember that? And now he's fighting the fight. Yeah. Meanwhile, now he's in the... I love this. Uh, the one part he's in the desert. It looked like a, a new show called Breaking Sad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Went to the desert with a horse that horse's ass with no name. <laughs> By the way, only an old guy could make that joke work. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you, did you did it. Rizzo, Frank Rizzo, John, are you broke? Nothing. <laughs> I wanted to bring this up because John should really go back to this <laughs> format, which is stop running and blocking people, mm -hmm. answer some questions, whatever it may be, because, my friend, this is where you shine, uh, confronting these people and dealing with it on your own, not with friends, on right. your own, mm -hmm. confronting this. I think you go back to this format. Uh, I, I think it's a home run, in my opinion. Oh, I'm not broke. If I was broke, I'd be selling off those half stacks behind me and selling off all my guitars and selling which by the way when you when you have a breakdown of what you need to do when you're, <laughs> when you're broke, that means you're very close to being yeah, broke you're, you're two months away from also yeah. the only reason why he's not doing that he doesn't liquidate it because they have to give it right to his ex-wife because he owes wow. so much yeah. back child support yeah. he doesn't want to liquidate wow. anything hey. that's true hey. his it's apartment true. isn't isn't his mom's name for that he's very the, reason. He's the uh, OJ of the Stern world. Everything yeah. he makes goes to the victims. You don't understand. The apartment's under my mother's name, okay? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. A bad defense of, of, of someone calling you broke is saying, look around. Does it look like I'm broke? <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> I got $20 in my pocket. You want to see how broke I am? Does someone who's broke have a jersey from 1987 hanging up on the wall behind them? I rest my case. You know what this key belongs to? A car. Thank you. <laughs> Get Those lost. boxes behind me ain't empty. That's all I'm saying. That's it. They got cockroaches in them, but they're not empty. <laughs> uh, can you imagine if you just go, where are those box of cockroaches I packed? Just <laughs> but truthfully, wouldn't you, okay, if you were going to tape a show or go live, wouldn't you find a room that actually was the best looking room in your house almost? I don't know. I kind of like the fact that it looks like he's running a cartel out of this fucking closet. <laughs> not a terrible look. Plus, you know, I like he's like, no, uh, I'm not broke. Uh, this half stack is, though, hasn't worked in years. It looks like a, a small flea market behind him. <laughs> the shittiest booth at a swap meet ever. Go, this is all you're selling? Just an amp and a jersey that's been worn? Like, what kind of booth is this? off everything else, but I'm not broke. You know, I'm gonna blank this fright. I'm blocking this fright. I'm gonna blank him. <laughs> I'm gonna blank this guy. Rizzo guy is annoying me. Goodbye, Frank. Kiki, yeah. Oh, I want I want that uh records. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. There you go. Did you see his new sign off that he tried? Kiki, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. He trademarked it. How what is it? it? 
Gaylord? Is that what it is now? It should be, but it's uh, Galaga. He yeah. said that one way, which now uh, Galaga, the video game, right? Class action suit against them. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, Danny, we did. Let's see what else we got. Oh, this one's way long. We'll have to wait for that. Okay, this is good. This is uh, and Carl, maybe you can help me out. I think this is from the first version of his podcast, um, where he would sit out by the pool and do interviews. Uh, you seen this? This this this, this uh, um, best podcast ever. Thank you. Uh, the the these episodes. I don't know where this was from, or but it was fresh off of Leno. He just read Leno's house. You know what? It could be his old place. You're right. Probably You're right. house. Oh, Susanna's house uh, oh. now, now, as it's known. But uh, this is interesting because this is him talking Leno. And what I love about this is still, to this day, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it that Jay realized he made a huge mistake and didn't want him to be a part of things. Check this out. Segment producers. Dave Berg wanted me to be like Ed McMahon. He wanted me to be sitting on the couch you know, next to Jay. That By was, the way, is this couch as comfortable as Jay's? No. So he wanted me to be on the couch with Jay. Yeah. Great question. That was the initial. That was hopefully the plan. But what happened was I ended up being the only place they had to put me. They had no room on stage. Was the audience. audience. They put him in the audience. <laughs> yeah. There's no way they could re revamp yeah. the stage. There's no that room on happens. stage. Meanwhile, there's a band. There's three couches. <laughs> it's a giant sound stage. I mean, four foot tall plants. You know, <laughs> there's no room for me on stage. I don't like the lot. <laughs> he's not lying about. It. Like he's so dumb. He they just walk up and they go, John, we can't change any of stage. He goes, uh, 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 okay, I'll sit next to. I'll sit next to people who waited in line two hours to come in here. It'd be funny if they actually made him stay in a line to get in. <laughs> <laughs> Every day he's got his Someone walks in with their ticket. They're like, sir, I'm pretty sure this is my seat. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> what do I know? I'm just the announcer. <laughs> sorry, I'll introduce Hugh Grant from over there. And the way he says it, it's like, duh, that's naturally where you put the announcer of talk shows in the audience. Obviously, you're not in showbiz, pal. <laughs> That was the initial. That was hopefully the plan. But what happened was I ended up being the only place they had to put me. They had no room on stage. They put me in the audience. And I knew it. I, told I remember them, that. Yeah. This is such. I remember that. So does John. <laughs> Believe me. And I love every episode. There's one clip that Mike just loses it on. He can't keep it together. And I love finding those clips for him. <laughs> but you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the documentary they made in Boogie Nights about Dirk Diggler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I don't know if you remember, but the Conan had Andy Richter hanging from the rafters. That's the only place they could put him. And he was on a wire. Yeah, that's third, uh, Bingler. <laughs> John, we got a great idea for uh, your appearances on tonight's show. Can you put this page outfit on and just make sure people, people can get to and from the restroom and back? It's a new book you're working on. Uh, Don't you think people at home are watching it go, that guy's at every show. He must be a huge fan of Jay Leno. <laughs> I'm the like, announcer, but I'm also a seat filler. Like, <laughs> like what is that, where's Jake going to acknowledge his super fan that's at every episode of the same seat? 
Because I knew it was just not going to work. Because <laughs> well, way to listen to your gut instinct. You figured that out when you're <laughs> well, look at that gut. <laughs> yes. Look at that gut. I mean, you a housewife more? in Wisconsin going, "This may not look good." As the <laughs> be sitting next to this person. I wrote that, you know. I wrote that. A glorified heckler. Mm-hmm. And I remember once I screamed something out, and Jay's looking around like he doesn't know what else coming from. Yeah, you know, and then Jay- yeah, because Jay blocked you out. Is that's why he put you <laughs> in the audience, out of sight, out of mind. So now he's sitting in the audience and he's yelling shit out during the show. He's he's starving for a way to Jay to notice him. <laughs> the actual definition of a heckler. He really is, but he's heckling. I mean, yeah, no, they're all doing it for attention. So you're right. Most people would go, you know what? I'm just going to take the money and I'm going to leave. I can't do this. I'll, I'll take the money and go. I, I'm not going to sit in the audience. You pay me half a million dollars to sit in the audience and go, that's a night show with Jay Leno. I do it with a smile on my face. You wouldn't hear a fucking peep out of me. Let's fucking go. This guy, he expects everybody to think that he's a superstar like he does. And, and it just ain't the case, brother. You were there. This is how you start. It's not like you worked and sat next to him as Ed McMahon, and it didn't work out. They never even wanted to try it. They put you in the fucking third row from the minute you got there. Think about that. <laughs> and he has no clue that that might upset Jay, that he's there yelling shit. And Jay, by his own admission, Jay's like, whoa, what the fuck? Because you know, nothing a comedian likes more than disruptions because we hire we hired john to keep the audience in line what's he doing (laughs) god damn they should have just put him under the seats like chris elliott on the old letterman (laughs) 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 you just tonight show (laughs) and goes back in and i'm the announcer it Oh, you would have had a gravy, you know, periscope up. Welcome to the tonight. No, and he's got a periscope. Glorified heckler. I remember once I screamed something out, and Jay's looking around like he doesn't know what else coming from. Yeah. You know, and then Jay felt, and Kevin was so good with Jay on the stage. So it just, I kind of, kind of became like the third wheel. Like, even Jay said it on one interview. He just didn't like that. By the way, <laughs> should I correct him or just leave it as third wheel? That's yeah. fine. I don't know. Third wheel. I mean, he's, he's more a like motorcycle. a donut. He's a big motorcycle guy, so maybe that's what he's referring to. Right. But I've I've heard it as fifth wheel. That's fifth just wheel. me. I'm not saying I'm an expert, but you know. I think you take away a wheel that makes it more difficult. I don't think adding a fifth wheel to four wheels is is any degree. Yeah. <laughs> Depends where you put it. Yeah. On the next episode of yeah. Uncle Rico. If, if you put that wheel in a seat in the audience while it's screaming things at the, at the host, yeah, then, then it's a problem. That would be great. They go, we got you Stephen Hawking's wheelchair. We need you to sit in the fourth row and announce. Right. Work with three people, you know, because he was so used to just going to Kev. Yeah. But sadly enough, I, it's just timing, is that when Kevin left, um, you know, Jay didn't have the same rapport with Ricky that he did with um, – Kev, mm-hmm. and he's talking about the when the band leader uh, Kevin Eubanks right. left, and and Ricky, I don't know his last name, took over, and it, this is because John has time to view all this, you know, right. friendships and and rapport with each other while he's sitting in the audience eating popcorn watching the show. Yeah, so how you think this was going to go is so that's when they moved me because I had a better rapport with Jay, 
since right. uh, Ricky wasn't connecting. So all of a sudden, now uh, I have a larger role in the Tonight Show. Let's see if that happens. Also, yeah, they Mike, did because they moved him a seat up, a row up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and then made Ross the intern a star. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Do you think that J- John would ever say, and by the way, this is my first time on TV. I'm doing a live TV show. I really didn't have my bearings about me yet. I wasn't sure how to do it. It yeah. took me a while to get, never says anything yeah. like that. All the things yeah. that he should be saying, like some of the onus is on you, asshole. You know, I, some of it. Yeah. He doesn't have that. And I've, we've talked about this. He doesn't have that look in the mirror and do some self inventory thing that that you should have it'd be easy to say look at i was a stunt boy on a radio show and now they're making me the announcer on the tonight show you know it took me a minute to figure it out (laughs) carl uh writer announcer (laughs) seat filler that's the uh (laughs) chronological order of my time at tonight show if uh, if then i came then i would have spoke up a lot more and then i would i think had a more successful time at the show or yeah, I mean, and he's—you know what else he's awful at? Monday morning quarterbacking. He can't figure shit out. Doesn't I, know what. He's- I have to say, with John, it's always the right place, the right time, the wrong person. That's really. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is great. He's too much, man. Uh, yeah. I got a quick clip of his guest that was on uh on his beer on the balcony special. Uh, beer on the balcony his first trans guest um, okay and uh this was interesting because you know uh, john is very big on <clears throat> you know with the trans community supports it. he's and, and that's great you know he's got uh, a family thing that's involved in it so he has a, a, a trans guest on and i thought that this person would be on to you know tell their story their struggle their journey it's not mm-hmm. easy what they do and, and what she did. But no, he has this trans guest on so he can continue to go off on Anthony, on, yeah. uh, on myself. And there's a theory. I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, Carl, that this person might actually be a troll that got on the show. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. is actually uh, a fan of WATP and Kumia. Um, I don't think myself, though. Uh, I don't think she's a fan of me. I'd like to play you this clip here. There we go. Which, by the way, this is Ava. Ava is her name. Ava Riza. Yeah, he never gets John, it right. Right. John continuously calls her Ava the whole show. Ava. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't bother. Uh, we have Ava Braun here today. <laughs> Big fans. All right. So there's all these people like t- tweeting and retweeting and tagging me on this, and then fucking Shuli retweets it too, like t- telling me like uh, something about me coming on this show, which is just makes sense because Shuli ultimately is one of those people anyway that just yeah. happened to Jews. <laughs> what do you mean by those people? We're all in between the lines for you. Uh, stop beating around the bush and calling a Jew. Yeah, Ava, <laughs> if you're not a fan of the people, stop taking yeah. our names. How about yeah. that? All right. Yeah. Stop beating around. Stop beating around the Hanukkah bush and just say it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, change it to Jen or Tiffany or something. <laughs> Ava. We get a gig on the on the show, and uh, it's sad. I mean, but Julie is just. An untalented, sad sack that, like, literally the only thing that was ever funny that... At least I know how to put on a wig. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's got balls. 
<laughs> he took part in this just because um, Doug had that problem with their kids' clothes, and that was. So this is my this is the thing that I run into a lot is is some of the biggest haters of me uh, have listened to all of my work. They know mm-hmm. every single bit I was a part of. Every fun- so they're like, this guy's unfunny. He's never been funny. Maybe the only time was. 14 years ago when he <laughs> agreed to take baby clothes like it's not like it happened and then i left the show like this happened <laughs> a decade ago uh, so this is why i think ava down low is uh, a fan you know on on the deal it's just funny but it was funny because of doug like Shuli's not funny right. that whole podcast the WATP ones they're all just a bunch of Shulies at that you know, like if you listen to them like <laughs> hey some Shulies stole my truck <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, quite words right there are you fucking yeah. kidding me with that yeah yeah I our know. tagline is WATP we are not Shuli that's our tagline <laughs> I have the shirt I mean it's a fact <laughs> Okay, Ultra's uh, thing here in the in the chat is, is that Ava is Beetlejuice, suit tailor, and trans activist. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that background. That's a great poll. Great line. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. They're not just sitting there clicking everything you say and just deep diving into it, which you could do to anybody to make them look bad. Now that's a knock on John. Okay, that is it. That is a real fuck you to John. And John, if I were you, I'd never have uh, Ava Ava on again because she's saying anybody can do what you do. And anybody we could just pull clips of anyone and make it fine. Wrong. Wrong. Without you, nothing exists. Now I'm sideways. I know you're sideways. But what I'm trying to tell you is this person's insulting you. You're you're. Well, You're better with that than- screen grab there, it looks like he's having that realization. Like, eh, that was the- nah, <laughs> there's no realizations. Yeah, they don't realize like, anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it comes to realizations, that out to lunch clocks flipped around. <laughs> yeah, he's got that look like, I'm going to miss those amps and guitars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Anytime they'd make a joke off the cuff or anything like that, it's incredibly unfunny. They're not funny. They're just bitter bullies. Fuck you! <laughs> Abe, go ahead and plug anything you want, and I'll definitely have you on again. Uh, by the way, I guarantee you, Ava is never coming on again. <laughs> no. on again. Can we get Ava? Ava? Uh, Whatever her fucking name is. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? She oh, was. Yeah. I seen a clip where she was basically saying how great Opie and Anthony was, and how Anthony and 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 Patrice were great together. Yeah. And and, and he. How do you go from that to to this? You know, <laughs> surgery, I guess. But besides that, <laughs> hey, oh, thank you. All right, here we go. Like all these crazy things that. And this is 2022. He's talking about Kumia, by the way. Okay. This is all he talked about. He has this person on, doesn't doesn't ask her story, anything. Just has her on so he can fucking yell and curse and talk shit about Kumia and, and sit there and go, look at my hood ornament. I'm a good guy. See? And that's John. That's John to a T, ladies and gentlemen. And, yeah. and he posts this without any remorse. He does it because he believes it. Because he's a sick fuck. Hold on. Pause it. 
when Anthony posted was that John's a shitty father, and I 100% guarantee Anthony does believe that. <laughs> I don't like to lie. I know, John. You don't have to One lie. One thing about Anthony, whenever he's going to say something, he always does research on it. He that is always true, too. has a point. What's that? <laughs> Yeah, research. Yeah, that's foreign to John. <laughs> and it was just so weird that you like had reached out to me. It was I was like, Ava, I don't know if you know what I'm going through right now with this fucking monster. But does your body look good? How does your body look? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. By the way, you would you would think that Anthony just came out of the out of the woods and just started attacking John for no right. reason. The way he sets this up. And right. the reality of it is, John, is you do this every time. You pick a fight with the wrong fucking person, and then when that person's like, okay, let's fight, what do you do? You block them, and you run away. It's what you did to me. It's what you did to Kumia. It's what you do to everybody. And then you call your friends. Then you call your friends Bigfoot, and you ask them to come down in the middle of the night and scared you. How dare you? Fight your fucking battles. Man the fuck up. But, you know, this guy is really, like, doing this hateful shit towards my child. And I can't believe he has people that go on his show considering what a fucking monster he is. I have the same thoughts when John books people on his show. (laughs) Also, I love that he's talking to a guest. Was that a question? What what was I supposed to do with that? "Um, Okay. (laughs) He booked her to read a manifesto. Like, that's literally <laughs> what he did. This whole episode is just him. At no point does he go, so let's hear your story. No. She looks, she looks like she's going to suck his blood. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Count Connor in the comments said, did I just click into the Munsters remake? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Well, on his show, I mean, like, like he doesn't like Gavin. Gavin McInnes is a co-host on his show, like one of, like one of the days a week. Um, just to be clear, like I, I also like um, I've, I've, I'm a person that thought uh, that loved like O O and A clips, like in that same way, and like would just, I think like. So again, now Ava, which by the way, Ava, I say it correctly because mm-hmm. I'm a professional. So if you ever want to come on a professional show, uh, come on down. But I'll get rid of Bob, and it'll all be professional. <laughs> uh, so it's interesting to me that, that she's talking about being a fan of ONA and listening to the old clips, and that's why a part of me is like, oh, she's trolling. She's trolling this fucking guy. And you John's know. face says it all right there. Look at his face. Like, you're saying good stuff about them after what I told you? What that a is true. What a monster Anthony yeah. Comey is? <laughs> that is true. Just who we are. If he's even paying attention to what I was saying, that, right. that is another factor with John when he has people on is they will talk, they will talk, and he listens to none of it. Not one fucking word. Right, Carl? I mean, how legendary is he for that? Well, because he always changes the subject immediately after they're done talking. He goes, okay, but so another thing I want to talk about. It's like, that's not a conversation, John. Right. You have to right. pay attention to what they're saying and to respond to it. Right. That's a guy waiting for somebody to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jay didn't put you on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no shit. That's why he put you in row six. Thank you. <laughs> it's in the audience. <laughs> um, Anthony and um, Patrice and Louis, like, r- just riffing is like, they're really, really funny. Um, like, yeah. 
And um, yeah. so <laughs> he's like, who the hell is she talking about? What is she <laughs> But he's agreeing that they're funny now. Do you understand that? He just keeps yep. doing this to himself because he doesn't like he's not paying attention to much of what's going on. But he, he's go, he's totally against them being funny. It's not funny. It's hurtful. It's hurtful. She says that it's funny. And he's like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what he is. He will fucking yeah. he'll he'll tag on to whatever the fuck uh, he has to. He he has no loyalty to himself, to his friends. That Chris <laughs> Cornell. <laughs> Suicide's a bitch, that, isn't it? But, <laughs> yeah. Check, out, yeah, check out check out her single "New Whole Sun." <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm so in. <laughs> uh, actually it's not chris cordell chris cordell is in a better place yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, he'd rather be where he is uh then you know there was well, i'm sideways <laughs> and i think we got one more i am um, sideways <laughs> oh man here we go one more clip here. Uh, By the way, you've already made world exclusive news in the Stuttering John world on Twitter. Muttering Jay, uh, Muttering John, uh, already reporting world exclusive. Former former E Show and Howard TV cameraman Brian Phelan claims responsibility for tipping off Shuli. Nice. nice. <laughs> You're famous, Brian. Am I trending? <laughs> trending I thought we were friends. Uh, we've been to a lot together. I thought we yeah. were tight. I haven't even looked at my phone yet, so I'm oh, waiting. I, I I support, there. He's going to give you this one like he gave me. I support your son's band. You support my son's band? Where the fuck does that come from? <laughs> He's clutching at anything and everything. He's trying, well, you know. well, now, that's a good question. Has he ever retweeted anything of your son's band? Or he's never seen them, obviously, because they're on different coasts. Yeah, no, but uh, no, like so he's, he's talked, done nothing. Yeah, like they talked a long time ago. Like you know, <laughs> like he might have met him once or something like that. I don't, I don't really know. It's all like, right, pay all the guys nothing and take everything. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, first. ask your ask your son if John mm-hmm. has reached out to, to them in any way, uh, either social media or to help or, them. Yeah, and just or not even help, but just reached out in some way yeah. and done uh, something because that that's fascinating. And okay, yeah, well. And then have him DM John fake uh, stuff about you, and let's see if John brings it up. <laughs> oh, that'll be funny. That's really funny. Oh, that is funny. My dad started huffing paint again. You know, stuff like that. He does the show with a jacket on and a skirt. You can't yeah, see right. the skirt. He... Guess who? <laughs> guess who killed another drifter last yeah. night? My dad. You know, it's, so. it's not even blue cheese. It's ranch. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, John. I don't need this uh, to ruin my dad's uh, image. Don't cancel him by mentioning ranch. That was the one that I was like, he's going, now he's reaching. I support support your son. What does that mean? You got to find out. That's your your homework. You got to find out what he means by that. Talk to your son. Child support. He's giving him yeah. child support. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe sending you your your kid. Maybe singing such child support to the wrong kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looks at his kids and he goes, "After everything I've not done for you." <laughs> <laughs> so you were telling me, like, as soon as I announced that I was having you on the show, like you didn't know I was going to announce your name, and then you started getting all this hate. Yeah, and then you also got people telling you to not do my show. 
And one of them was who? Oh, that one of the people that, um, are you, oh, wait, are you talking about that? Was he retweeted? So, Fascinating. You know what makes this work is the pre-interview. That's yeah. what makes this <laughs> research of any kind, Carl, right? Of any kind. Just the smallest research, like how's the person's name pronounced? You know, little thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's a here's a little they didn't even start smoking until she booked got booked on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Today night, start cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting if people oh, don't realize what's going on. Uh, I he agreed to let, have me on the show, and then I went back to work. And um, I guess you you had a an episode that day, and I guess you just said my name. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, like literally, like a minute after you had said my name, uh, people uh, people started emailing me on like, but they found a way to contact me through like my band camp which is it's like a very interesting way that they found to One uh, band camp yeah <laughs> that's just i mean you ain't kidding carl this is like um, what is going on right now get to the I, fucking I, point yeah, sure, sure. i, I want to i want to hear the person that that said it and it's already been a minute yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. exactly tell me not to come on the show and it, it's, it's so fascinating because they uh used they try, they try to imply that you're a sexist and homophobic person, which is one patronizing that they don't think um, I have the ability to judge that for myself. But it's <laughs> which, which I love that line. And she goes, they claim you're sexist and misogynist. And uh, it's insulting to me that they say that because I can figure that out on my own. Well, apparently, apparently you can't because the evidence is out now, yeah, I want you to know something, uh, Aver. I, I never massaged anybody. <laughs> Just to clarify, I've never massaged anyone. It must be interesting because they're all the people that um, are like propagating, uh, that are praising Anthony and watch that uh, that podcast and all that. And he's talking about cutting tits off. So it's like, well, why do you think that you telling me that? Uh, stuttering John is homophobic or that he's trying to use me or something like that. It's just like what? Why would I believe that you're concerned about the well-being of women and, and gay people? But didn't that other so, didn't so that other... Every time she laughs it just reminds me of Fred uh, <laughs> Oh doing a cold mass, you know uh, Yeah, this is like just babble, just bullshit yeah. Like I don't know what she episode. said though of, like, uh, trying to get that name is like a treasure hunt. You remember yeah, the I, 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 yeah. Everybody goes, yeah, the one, oh, you did the one where you're talking about taking off the breasts. Yeah, I remember that show. That was a funny one. Come on. I don't even remember. It. He showed a picture and he's like, what are they doing? What are they doing? That's exactly yeah. what he says. Again, this is something. It's a, he didn't start his show with the purpose of bringing up John's kid. He didn't start his show with the purpose of talking about this. This is after John goes after him. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're in a fight. So we're going to fight. John knows about fighting dirty. He does it all the time. Mm-hmm. Copyright strikes, sending sending buddies down to scare people, you know, constantly. We played a clip last night of him talking about how he's a trained boxer and he can kick your ass, Carl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's a great clip. He's got <laughs> UFC gloves. He's got UFC. Yeah, that was his big black. I have UFC gloves. So does anybody who can buy them online, stupid. Yeah. And, and it's not going to be sanctioned by the UFC, John. I yeah. guarantee you that. 
I mean, the first thing you, you need if you're going to fight Carl is a plane ticket. Number right. one. <laughs> but in, in, in John's defense, he is he is part of the uh, UFC, the unfunny comedians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't forget, he, he claimed he was a Long Island street fighter yeah. as well. Well, yeah. guess what? I'm a Mortal Kombat, so good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Ever hear of Kumite Bloodsport? Thank you. I won it three times. David, didn't that other loser tell you not to do it? I wanted to say, I wanted, so that started happening, and um, I don't really use Twitter. Um, and uh, so then, like, I went on with my night, and then, but I would keep getting these, like, emails, and I was like, wow, people. It's just weird how much people are stalking you just to, like, they just want you to feel. That's the weird thing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Play that game. Pain, and it's just kind of really, really sad and reflective of them. So then, like, I never even uh, thought to check Twitter. But I, I checked Twitter, like, hours later, and it was, like, suddenly all these people are following me. And um, uh, there's all these threads. And then they're just, like... Uh, soon Ava. By the way, it's Ava Riza. <laughs> he said her name wrong so many times. She started saying it. Again. Right. <laughs> that's, what this, that's what this guy's bringing to the table right here. That's what he can do for you. Oh His boxing name is Butterbeer. I'm reading. Today's going to be a great day. I love it. Yeah. Look at me. It's like soon Ava will find out that stuttering John is um, um, like homophobic and transphobic and going to use them. And then they keep posting these things. We're like, so meanwhile, all people are posting to her is like, hey, just so you know, John, you know. You're, you're going on to discuss Kumia and, and rant against him. Just so you know, John is no saint. You know, John is guilty of saying some pretty heavy shit. Uh, right. And that's all they're saying. Yeah. So I just want to clarify. It's not like people and I'm sure some people were being dicks to her, but it's not like everybody flooded her, her uh, <laughs> inbox and uh, and started, you know, calling her names. They were they were basically saying, hey, heads up. You're going on to fight this fight. Here's who you're fighting it with. Right, mm-hmm. he made a joke about Caitlyn Jenner at some point or whatever. Yeah, that was when, then, at some point, that's that's still <laughs> soon as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in his defense, it's every time he does stand up. So, like you know, what that's true. Once a year, once a yeah, year, once yeah. a year. Yeah. He's like it's at this point, he's, his booking schedule is like Haley's Comet. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> that then, joke was way before. I, that was way before we knew that. Uh, that he was transgender. I was actually shocked because I was friends with Bruce. It's okay, you don't have and, to even explain it. Yeah, you don't have to insert yourself into this story, John. <laughs> yeah, beginning. You were friends with Bruce. You went golfing. We, we, yeah, we, we've heard, we've heard. But the joke is, he went from a box of Wheaties to a box of Fruit Loops, and yeah. it was because he transitioned. He's he's pretending that this was before all of that. It wouldn't have made sense before it. Well, not yeah. to mention, you know, he he cut off his dick. That takes a lot of balls. That's another yeah. one of his jokes. And Ava, the only reason Bruce uh, became a woman, so uh, he, he could beat me at golf and hit from the red tees. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's just amazing, man. It's just amazing how he, how he spins this fucking st- this stuff. And, and he thinks, you know, the, the, meanwhile, there's clips of him even later, like not long ago at all, still what they call dead naming. Caitlyn Jenner by continuously calling her Bruce. 
Right. Well, the fact that he's so close to this issue and still doesn't know mm-hmm. or doesn't care on on how to get this right is insane to me. It's almost like Just, he's stupid. It's all yeah. Because <laughs> clearly that's on the next the episode. He <laughs> can't that, that's the face of a guy who cares. So he has to be stupid. It can't be that he doesn't care. <laughs> Here we go. You yeah, no, 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 I know. I, but it, yeah, I didn't know. I, I mean, I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know, but I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, let's 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 get this excuse going again. It's actually shocked cuz I was friends with Bruce. It's okay, you don't have I, to even explain it to me. But you yeah, can't. no, 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 I know. I, but it, yeah, I didn't know. I, I mean, I had no idea. We would it's do just, those jokes on the Tonight Show before well, we knew. And that and that is a great uh, glimpse yeah. into John as well. Who can I pull down into this yeah. night or this shit right. right now that I'm going through? Ah. Uh, I'm not going to take this all by myself. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, is that an ankle of somebody on the Tonight Show? Grab it. Pull it down. Hey, you're drowning with me now. Welcome. Thanks, John. Thanks, I heard pal. those jokes every night while I was sitting in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's still the funniest fucking thing, man. Uh, <laughs> That's you know what he is. He's the fucking he's the fucking guy from Office Space. He really yeah. is. Yeah. Except there's, there's a, they just put him in the audience instead of the basement. Yeah, yeah. Go, there's no room. Paper. There was no room on stage. They can, <laughs> they literally can do anything they want with that fucking yeah. stage. It's a stage. Right. If there's <laughs> anywhere that there's gonna be room, it's on the fucking stage. Saturday Night Live builds a new stage every <laughs> week, basically. <laughs> you know what doesn't have room? A phone booth. That's what doesn't. Have room. <laughs> A stage. They ran a bit. We're going to have you call in from a, a phone booth on the show. Yeah, it's it's the biggest show on NBC for for 50, 60 years. And, and you don't think if Jay Leno, the host, says, "Can we tweak something here and make sure John?" He didn't want you. He didn't. That, that, I mean, fuck, dude. What more do you need? All they had to do was go to Ashley Furniture and get a bigger. Job. <laughs> I mean, conservatively, there had to be at least 50 incarnations of different talk shows throughout the years, easily. And everyone found a way to get the co-host somewhere on stage. I was just going to say, name me one talk show where any member of the show is sitting in the audience. <laughs> it's insane, especially the announcer. The announcer. Uh, oh, my God. All right, let's bring row nine. Sorry. It's the Sorry. Tonight Show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I understand, Carl. Have you seen those videos of like, it's from the Tonight Show where they walk the line outside and it's people interviewing people waiting to get in. Yeah. Now I know why they kept asking him about Stuttering John, because he's probably had to wait in line with him to go in. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh, you mean what? the guy who cuts in front of us? Yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do those jokes on the Tonight Show before well, we knew? Well, it's like it's just so illogical too, because it's like, well, then does that mean that all we're judging, um, like Opie and Anthony and everyone from the Stern Show based on what they said back then? And no. it, well, that's yeah. exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, that it's literally what people you're, do. Well, what what she's giving John a pass for is what John rails about every single day is, you know, except when it comes to his shit. Then all of a sudden, well, there's a time. It was a different time then. You know, we didn't know. We, it's like, dude, 
just fucking just own your shit, dude. He he would never will, never has. And that's the beauty of John. It's why one of the many reasons why we love him. Hey, can I just uh, I want to mention something here because I'm so glad to hear that one of your copyright strikes has been reversed, right? Yes. Your mm-hmm. YouTube channel. So I got a note from YouTube yesterday. Oh, no. And uh, what's nice about this is that John, on his birthday, decided to take some time to do another copyright strike against me. And uh, <laughs> this is his note to YouTube. I-, I have a feeling his attorney didn't get involved in this one, all right? Go ahead. When I'm it. shouting, that means it's all caps. He yeah, says, that's, that's, that's the note I got, too, was in mostly caps. Go ahead. He says, this is my content behind <laughs> my paywall for my Paying YouTube members only. It violates your community guidelines. We charge people for this unlisted content. You must remove this immediately. That's like the same one we got. It's the same. It's the same one. Not only that, but the people who he's striking, you know, we're all sharing the same response. So it's like, yeah. you want to have a template for strikes? We'll have a template to beat it, motherfucker. So, so YouTube wrote back, hi, Stuttering John. <laughs> we are concerned that your copyright notification may not be valid for some or all of the videos identified in your notification. This guy still does not understand how fair use works. It's unbelievable. My question to you is, Carl, you're much smarter than me in that, in that world of YouTube stuff. How many times can you do this without it coming back to the person filing the, the false claims yeah no there, there's definitely in the terms and service of youtube there is something about filing these too often that you can get your channel taken down and god forbid john would get his channel taken down I mean, he'd, yeah, yeah. he'd start a new one but it would suck this is the only way this is the only place he's winning with us this is the only victory he has over us is if there's anybody else, we'd contact YouTube. We'd fucking yeah. send emails and go, listen, this guy has over tw- a dozen strikes on people that none of them have stuck. Yeah, none of them. Yeah. What are you going to do about this? But Carl, myself, any other show, none of us want to do that because God forbid this guy's channel gets taken down. Then what are we going to do? Right. I mean, the only way he can defeat us is, is suicide at this point. And then we're like, shit, he wins. <laughs> well, he really taught us. <laughs> I didn't think of that. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's insane that on his birthday, like you said, he's spending time trying to get stuff taken down that it's just not going to get taken down. And it's John. a video that already has 25,000 views. Like, the, the shit's out of the horse. Yeah. Well, that's what that's his Literally. move. He's gonna go. He's gonna go <laughs> after a video that that you know he see. This will hurt him in the pocket. You don't understand, Carl's. You know, there's multiple streams coming into one goddamn fucking river, dude. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it's flowing, dog. You ain't gonna stop it. So and this can make him money because we already offered him three thousand and ten dollars to be at his roast. So far, yeah, we want to do a roast of Stuttering John. We said you come down, you you attend the roast. We'll pay you three thousand and ten dollars. You sit in the audience. Guess how much <laughs> I <I'm laughs> <in the audience. laughs> on stage. <laughs> For that, I'll up it to four thousand and ten dollars. If you agree to sit in the audience, uh, four grand. Now. And uh, and, we, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Shuli, I'll yeah. sweeten the pot. I will share a six-pack of Coors Light with them. Whoa. Whoa. I think we got him now. (laughs) 
That uh, tipped it over, yeah. By the way, Ava, if you're available to roast, we'd love to have you uh, in attendance as well. Uh, but yeah, that's our offer. Like, hey, you know what? There's still room here for you to join up. Uh, all you got to do is just just be able to laugh at yourself a little bit. That's all. Yeah, John, wouldn't wouldn't he love to be doing theaters again? Wouldn't he love to be doing like fucking? Uh, you no, know, he's doing theaters. He's going to see Top Gun. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. We're going to do it without you, John. If you don't want to come, we're going to do it without you. We're trying to give you a little piece of what you should be doing, which is making money off of you. Yes. <laughs> if I can talk to my slow and sick, uh, for my slow and sick friend over there, and I will say, if Bob has figured out a strategy and you haven't, you're in trouble. All right. Bob has figured this out. Bob is a genius when it comes to making money in this business. And he's telling you there's money to be made. Obviously, you know it. You see everybody making it around you. Mm -hmm. So come on, man. What are you doing? Sending people to threaten me? You should be sending people to thank me. You should be, sending <laughs> <people> to <laughs> you should be getting fruit baskets. Yeah. Sending people to thank Carl and, and everybody that talks about you. Because I got news for you. Without us, nobody's fucking talking about you. Without mm -hmm. Carl and, and Chrissy and everybody, there is no Dabblers Anonymous. Yeah, you, you should get a singing uh, telegram person. We love you, Shuley. We yeah. love you. Yeah. You're, you're like a dead body planted in the woods. You're creating trees and life. And, you know, but we're saying, hey, man, you don't have to be a dead fucking body rotting in the ground. You can be a part of this. That but, bag uh, of shit is the best fertilizer we ever had. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Uh, hey, Shuey, to, can yeah. I uh, can I get a plug in real quick? Yeah. Whatever you want to plug, go ahead. Because we're going to New York City, October fifteenth. We're going to be at the City Winery in Chelsea in Manhattan, Ooh. and nice, we're doing place. the live show. Anthony Cumia is going to be there. Brian Johnson from Tell Him Steve, Dave, and Would You Kindly. E Rock's going to be down there. We got the whole crew: Vinny Paulino, Crows, Trucker Andy, Producer Chris, Jenny Jingles. Everyone's going to be down there doing a live show. We had so much fun in Detroit, and this will continue. What you're seeing right now yeah. is what we'll all be doing with the video projector, doing no, the uh, Who Are These Podcasts live. So WATPNYC.com, you can get tickets for that. WATPNYC.com. I've been yes. to a live uh, WATP out in Nashville. Yes. Um, uh, John, this will make you happy. Nearly sold out. Uh, <laughs> it completely. It was pretty goddamn close. He didn't know about buying tickets back then. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but listen, I, I had such a great time. The the fans there are phenomenal, and I just remember sitting in the uh, standing in the back watching all this and going, I can't believe that that all these tickets were sold and people showed up to laugh at John to like <laughs> to watch these. Yes, there's other stuff going on, but really, what everybody's waiting for. Yeah. Is the John stuff, right? We bookended that show with Suttery John. We started with it, we ended with it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a one hit wonder formula. Open with the song and with the song. Exactly. Uh, you know but, what the good thing is? I am going to, as soon as we get off, I'm going to go into look at my calendar. If I have a gig, I'm canceling it for the 15th. Yes. I'm coming to the city. I was going to no say, you guys should come down yes. and represent Uncle Rico and be there with our boys and, yeah. in case, you know, in case a, a little uh, accessoride bus pulls up with some more goons from John coming out. <laughs> you hear the planks of the walkers and wheelchairs. You know, there's trouble. <laughs> it's uh, like the walking almost dead. <laughs> there he is. Look at him. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
fans are <laughs> phenomenal. But yeah, uh, definitely go attend if you haven't. And uh, you know, Carl, uh, I mean, we can't thank you enough, dude. Like th- this, obviously came uh, from WATP. This idea to do this, you guys are so great at what you do, and mm. uh, and and he's supported us from day one. We support them. We're working on a Voltron thing. These two worlds may collide and yeah. and come to a city near you. We're working on that. Big um, yeah, big things. Big things. Uh, Carl, check him out. WATP, yeah. who are these podcasts? The Creep Off, another great show he does with Vinny Paulino, who's been on here, yeah. a great friend of the show. People's and, Champ. Uh, yeah, yes, the People's Champ. And uh, anything else you want to plug, Carl, before I throw it over to Phelan? Shuey's going to be on the show that we're recording today. It'll be out tomorrow, and uh, right. we'll be talking more about this saga, of course, and yeah. uh, looking forward to that. So who are these.com is where you can get all of our videos and episodes and links to everything. Thanks, guys. Uh, their their right. Discord's great, by the way, too. Yeah. Uh, everything, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, uh, buddy, I mean, can't thank you enough for doing You had no dog in this problem. fight, really. I mean, no, you're listen. You're I friend, had a great time. You're, you're a friend, and you would have been a friend no matter what, whether yeah. you came on or not. And I, and I appreciate the heads up that you gave me, but I, I appreciate this even more because – so many people are like, I don't want to make waves. I don't want to get involved. But you're like, this guy's a fucking liar. And I'm going to stick up for my friend. Yeah. And I appreciate that, dude. Listen, you know, the fact of the matter is the guy actually showed up as well. So, you know, even if I didn't know, somebody right. showed up to threaten you. Yeah. Right. So where did that come from? Just yeah. some guy randomly off the street? I don't think so. But, I, don't think um, so. I want to appreciate I appreciate you having me on, man. I had a great time. Bob, I love seeing you again, man. Good that guy right there in the middle, Bob. The, the, one of the greatest comedians I've ever seen. I've seen many comedians. Every time I see this guy, it's a, another great show. I gotta. I want to give you props to that man because Phelan used, used to hardcore volunteer to do all our on the road shit, the killer yeah. comedy tour, and because he yeah. loves comedy, he's one of the greatest people to hang out with when you're not working, even when you are working. Even when we, yeah, even when we, I am working, yes. Yeah, it's all a good time. He's like the bizarro John because everybody really wants is. to be around he him. He really is. Yeah. A guy everybody loves and wants to drink with and hang out yeah. with. Yeah, yes. no. But you guys put on great shows. And, and like I said, Reverend Bob, man, every show was a different show, man. You yeah. you work a crowd like no other, man. I love Thank it. You. You're the man. But uh, I have actually, uh, I want to plug something as well. Um, I'm producing a uh, podcast and a YouTube show myself. Uh, it's actually with a mobster, a former mobster. This is cool. Yeah, this is a cool show. Um, I've watched some of these, and and it's awesome. Go ahead. What yeah, kind so- of cane does he have? <laughs> <laughs> He's got one of those walkers. Um, <laughs> so so uh, his name is Anthony Ruggiano Jr. His father was Fat Andy, which was mentioned in the beginning of Goodfellas uh, in the bar mm-hmm. scene when mm-hmm. Nicky Glasses and all those guys. Uh, he was born into the mob. His father was made back in the 50s. Uh, and um, he's been uh, he, the whole, his whole life, and uh, he had, ran into some you know drug issues, and he's been clean and sober for thirty four years, mm-hmm. and uh, witness protection the whole nine. And I've been putting out these uh, producing these shows on YouTube, uh, and we we get his story out there. And he's got you know he knows the Gaudis, he knows all the guys from Goodfellas. He's got stories like you wouldn't believe. So you can go to uh, YouTube, Anthony Ruggiano Jr. Uh, click and su- subscribe to the channel. Or you could go to reformedgangsters.com, and uh, that's our website. And uh, we got a couple of guys that uh, we have, some guys from Boston. Uh, Rita Giganti is uh, Vinny the Chin's daughter. We represent her. And um, there's another guy, uh, Anthony Arellata from Boston. And uh, 
we got a bunch of guys, and they just got they got these. Oh, and uh, Tommy Flash Morea. He's uh, the, the, when these when Anthony and Tommy talk, dude, they're talking about hits, and I mean, you get really detailed stuff about the mob and how it all went down. Love so uh, check it out, please. Yeah, and hit us up with the links too. Like we'll put yes. it out for you too. Tag oh, us absolutely. Okay, you know? cool. Yes, no, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. But yeah, dude, um, this was great today, man. Very, you know, ton of fun. Uh, I miss you guys. It was great to see you over the too. weekend. You're and, welcome uh, back anytime, man. Doesn't have to be, you, you know, uh, uh, an issue or or something to. And we'll be you. out yeah. there again. We'll be out there. We should film. We should film again when we're out there because the people love behind the scenes shit. Like yeah, with the comedy. They love that shit. And to yes. do something with this big time would be the fucking the greatest thing to film. Yeah, dude. I mean, people ate that stuff up. The behind the scenes stuff. The killers mm -hmm. of comedy. The Ronnie Block party stuff. I mean. Yeah. It was just a ton of fun to go out and do, man. I missed the days, and uh, I'd love to get back into it. It was so yeah. much fun. It was great so times. We. We you, want people, you want people to follow you on Twitter? You want them to? Uh, yeah, you? if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Bry Fallon twelve twelve twelve, and you can do that. Um, but just check out the YouTube stuff, Anthony Ruggiano Jr. It's mm. it's fascinating stories, man. It's 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 out there, man. It's crazy stuff, but uh, it's good stuff. It's good times. Well, we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, yeah. Patreon, you, you, you're, I mean, we went to bed last night. We were just over 600. Uh, we woke up today. We're at, as of now, uh, 636. So nice. you guys are sure. crushing it. You guys are coming through full force. YouTube numbers were crazy last night. I think we're close to 5,000 views, and it's been like eight hours since the video dropped. So uh, thank you so much. Keep supporting us. Keep supporting Carl. Who are these podcasts? Support everybody. That, that oh, good to see you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back uh, soon. And, and don't forget sure. the Blunder Years new show coming out. It'll be up uh, this weekend. All right, later, guys. Thank Peace you, Peace everybody. Outro us, buddy, if you will. That's all for the Uncle Rico show. That's all for the Uncle Rico show. Grab one more beer and shout out Skull Good. Goodbye. Uh. <coughs> Deep 7C.